Dear Cosmo Babies, on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about ways that we can prevent self-sabotage in the professional beauty industry. I am your host, Annie MacArthur, and we are having a roundtable discussion this week with my co-host, Russell Mays. We welcome back Presley Poe and Alicia Dotson. Woohoo! Welcome, everybody. It's nice to be here. I am actually pretty excited for this topic. I feel like all of us have probably been in a self-sabotage type situation before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never done that. (laughs) I didn't do that yesterday or (laughs) never. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you're like in the beginnings of our careers, like Mm -hmm. mega big time Mm self-sabotage. Purposely showing up late, you know, leaving early. Uh, being a bitch to clients that you don't really want to do as opposed to not having enough gumption to say, you know, maybe I'm not the right stylist for you and, and just causing all kinds of problems. So maybe we should start going around and saying, where where have you noticed that you have self-sabotaged in your own career? Who wants to jump in? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're sharing freely today. Jump off first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I nominated Alicia. I'll jump in. I'm like, I'll jump in. Um, Ways that I've self-sabotaged myself. I'm like, Prez, I've never done that. I don't know what you're talking about. But, okay. If you Um, imagined that you would, what would it look like? That other person? Yeah, that other person. The other person, I would say one of the things, especially at the beginning, you were kind of speaking to just how you would shy away from like how shying away from clients or mm-hmm. not just being that person of, I'm not the person for you. I yeah. think I went through a very big moment, especially as a baby in here where I just was trying to please everybody. Like I wanted to make everyone that sat on my chair feel amazing. And I didn't care that they treated me like shit. Like it was just, mm-hmm. Wait, can I say shit on here? Yeah. I hope so. Um, We're fluent in French. That's, that's, exactly. That's French for a bad. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was just, it, it was a lot of that and just really feeling like I wasn't enough to be there, um, to, to really just hold the space. I mean, I was running a salon really young. I was exposed to a lot really young. So I was constantly in this space of, are you really like my inner saboteur is really really he was like mm-hmm. a beast um mm-hmm. and i think just over time you learn how to just quiet that because you start really owning the space you occupy you know i kind of feel like that was some of the things that i ran into yeah for yeah. me i would find that i wouldn't follow through on commitments that i had made and then of course, you wait till the last minute, the last minute, and the last minute, and then, and then you end up doing a very poor job of whatever you had committed to doing, whether that's, you know, showing up late, like I had mentioned before, or mm-hmm. just, just not doing it. Just going out, not doing it. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, just running like away from it. And at lunch. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm going to go on lunch for like three <laughs> Four hours. hours yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Presley? I think I just have a completely different experience because. For me, self-sabotage, like I've always held my career in the highest regard. Like this is my life's mission, my life purpose, like everything I do is enveloped in it. But 
I wasn't mm-hmm. my yeah. highest regard. Mm-hmm. So I think that my self-sabotage wasn't in my career. I was always on top of it. I was always like, like, let's go. But what I didn't do early enough was seek the care that I needed to help my anxiety. So mm-hmm. I worked like Alicia a lot on that enoughness, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't really have imposter syndrome because I've known that this is what I'm supposed to do with my life, mm-hmm. but anxiety is a bitch and mm-hmm. the second guessing. So it, I, I would walk into situations with this filter that I'd always done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And we know how that feels when you do that. Right. Oh my God. Like looking, then it just literally makes you almost look like, um, like you did do something wrong. Yes. You know? And so I think that I had a lot of weird backlash from that. I think that that anxiety held me back because it was like, if I would take a vacation or something and leave for like four days, I would come back and feel like I didn't belong in that space. Like I did something wrong because I did something for me. Yes. And, and I, there, I think there were just times that the, that the self-sabotage was more like just in my head. Mm-hmm about not necessarily in life, because I think I've only ever missed like three appointments in 22 mm-hmm. years. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like, the self-sabotage was not putting myself first. And, but I had always had my internal navigational system of my career, right? Like that, mm-hmm. like I tell people, I'm like hair saved my life. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think people really get that, but like it literally saved my life and like my everything. I kind of like wrap it up into that. You know, we we kind of are, are open enough and can kind of deal with, you know, interpersonal development. But, you know, there are a lot of people in the business that can't and they end up working too much and working too hard. And then they become like assholes to everyone around them. And then that creates their own kind of unacknowledged kind of self-sabotage where they start treating everybody else harshly and causing all kinds of problems and projecting that outwardly onto other people. Uh I'm sure we've all worked in situations like that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like hearing you say that, I'm like, Mm -hmm. outside that guy to like my partners, I'd be like, everything is about my career. Like, I don't care about you. It's my career. Like I'm working, (laughs) get away from me. I'm working. I don't want to do that. I'm like everything back in the day when I didn't have boundaries, you're doing all the things. And I'm like trying to funnel it all right it, so i'm like oh my god was i that person like really nice to everyone else like, my partners i was like ah, you know like for the wrath of my career oh no i'm like shit russell oh i'm sorry yeah. you think about that like i was nice to everyone else but you know damn it <laughs> well, you know, a- acknowledging it is the first step on the road to recovery, right? Uh, but, yeah. Well, then I got a lot yeah. of yeah. <laughs> the first time I've acknowledged it. <laughs> oh my God. No, it's so interesting, though. Like, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I think my self sabotage was more personal, mm-hmm. but we all know that that personal mm-hmm. self sabotage affects us at the salon. Yep. And that yep. would have been 
my hypervigilance yeah. of like, did I do something wrong and possibly overcompensating by starting to do the most, you know, like turn out the most, do the best or something like that. So that's an interesting yeah. thing to think about. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you can very rarely, if ever, keep it segregated, you know, and keep it compartmentalized. Oh. It's going to freaking zombie all over yeah. your whole life. Especially this career. Like this is yeah. too, yeah. sure. It's too yeah. integrated into everything. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's too like I can I literally cover. give a highlight class and equate that to like your mental health. Like that's mm-hmm. like yes. you know what I mean? I'm like, listen, you know, yeah. overdirection is a lot like life. We have micro overdirection. We have, you know, like I'm like, we gonna balayage what we did to my life. We're gonna sweep it to the side. You know, <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to be really aggressive with this section right here. Yeah. <laughs> Push back the haters, you know? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Lord. I'd take that class. I know. I was literally I'm like, like, yes, this is going to be great. Teach that class. Great class. <laughs> well, Scissor and Moth Social has classes. I think we should start a new one now. That's perfect. Yep. Annie, get on top of it. Get on it. <laughs> Thanks for the plug, Russell. <laughs> yeah, East. It, it, it really is. is. And it's like, it really, I think, kind of goes that that thought process of like, when we're sabotaging our own selves, we turn into this situation of where hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And we pass yeah. that along mm-hmm. to the people around us, the 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 people we don't even know are around us because mm-hmm. of social now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, yeah. we do it online, we do it yeah. to our partners, we do it kind of, you know, it ends up happening all over the place if we can't really understand you see it, that. You see it rear its head online constantly because you're yeah. you're insulated from everybody, you know, through your phone. So I, that's not a real person on the other side. I'm just going to fire off this torpedo, uh-huh. you know, because I've got mm-hmm. something inside of me that ain't fitting right. And you triggered it. Well, here, bitch, I got something for you. And yeah. it's like, well, there's a real person on the other side that had nothing to do with you. And you're projecting onto them and all this. I didn't know uh-huh. there were real people on the other side of technology. <laughs> for like, okay. I was like, is this thing working? Like, did I actually pay the bill? Oh, like, yeah. I was like, you know. I think that there is this major disconnect mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. how we see technology. But the interesting yeah. thing to bring that to light is like, yes, we feel like there's not a real person on the other side, but the other side of the coin is that we treat comments, mm. we treat um, reviews, all of those things. Like they're like gold. Yeah. Gold. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that must be true. It's on mm-hmm. the it's mm-hmm. written down. Like mm-hmm. obviously it's true. Yeah. When someone could literally just go on and spew a whole bunch of stuff about you, I'm like, well, that's only happened to me a couple of times. That mm-hmm. it's completely absurdly untrue. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Like can, can create yeah. entire movements around it and it just mm-hmm. like not be a thing, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. Absolutely. Like Fire yeah. Island out mm-hmm. here. And it's it's dealing with like when they're doing something like that and you're thinking it's gold it's like that's them that's their perception of yep. from themselves i mm-hmm. mean it tells you more about them than it does about mm-hmm. yourself that's for sure mm-hmm. i don't know sometimes you get into that stuff and it's just it's gross because it, it does distance you from people and if you're not a person i mean myself i just i don't like to wade into that the the shittiness that is that negativity like it's just i can't even own that I, I look at life because it took me so much 
work to be a positive person and to be to try to see life beyond just the bullshit. And so when you see that or interact with people who are just, you can tell they are how big, like how you must not see yourself. You see yourself as this big. So you choose to try to, you know, project that onto me. Yeah. And what's your, yeah. Of like, okay. So like in doing your own, your personal work, like what was, was there a pivotal moment where you were able to look back at yourself and be like, Oh, like, like a trusting in yourself or like a seeing yeah. of yourself? Like, what was that for you? Like, what was that experience? So I came up and I probably was, I, you know, you were, I was listening to your story and I'm like, I came up the opposite way. Like I fell into hair, hair kind of chose me. I didn't choose it. And so coming into this space, I could not ever, I mean, I was already the misfit or the outsider my whole life. And then going into a career space and kind of having that re brought up again, reiterated by the fact that, oh, I could not connect with anybody who would say, you know, I grew up playing with dolls. Like that just wasn't my world. I wasn't like painting my dolls here. I wasn't doing any of that. So you hear the average hairstylist story and that wasn't my story. And then, you know, so then you're like, well, shit, I I can't talk. I mean, I don't know what I, I mean. I wasn't doing that. I was sitting there like talking to my pretend imaginary friends, you know, like I had a whole world set up. Um, they still hang out with me now. It's great. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was just, it was very different. And so um, I would constantly have people who were in the industry who were working at the salon, like Pete, that would just say, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You know, do you really know if, is that right? How do you not, you know, do you really know how to do this? Do you, are you sure? Like, and that would make me start questioning myself, which is what caused a mm-hmm. lot of that inner saboteur to happen. And, mm-hmm. and for me awesome. to really... Yo, yeah, like yeah. Where you're just like, do I do? And then, of course, you know, I because I am that like person that is an overachiever, I am a Capricorn through and through. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm gonna just run these bitches, I'm gonna be the manager and let's manage them. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still like, are you, girl, are you kidding me? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of hit a space and I just remember having someone sit in my chair and she sat down. And was wanting to get her hair done. And I'm thinking, I don't mean, I don't really know what you want, but I'm just going to be here for you. Let's talk. Let's have a good time chatting, having, you know, whatever. And at the end of it, she gives me this insane hug. And she says, I just want you to know that I was coming in to get my hair done because I was planning on ending my life. And you made me see that there are still good people here. And I remember thinking... Why am I worried about other people when this is, this is what it's about? Like that part. Yeah. Right. And so she made me really realize the more that I listened to people's insecurities, tried to attach themselves mm-hmm. to me, yeah. it robbed me from being mm-hmm. able to be mm-hmm. like present myself to the world. Like I was robbing the world of this amazing person who was myself. So she really changed my life. And I mean, I did her hair for, and she, she was like, I just, thank you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm quick. I was sobbing. My, my makeup was a wreck that day, but she really changed my life. And I still like see her to this day. So it was, it's, 
It was unbelievable, though. That's kind of the road, I mean, to answer your question, Prez, that was kind of what set me into this, like, for lack of a better word, like, fuck it. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just go back to that. Yeah, just yeah. ownership and kind of taking back ownership of that hurt that you that people want to like make you feel, you know, mm-hmm. um, they really do like want to make you. Feel. Oh, they do. They're like, they want you to feel, feel the interest. <laughs> okay. yeah, no, we are just cut from different cloths. Like you and I same mm-hmm. same as cloth, but like we just cut from a different kind of cloth and it's different. <laughs> you are different. People will let you know, and they will try to convince you. And when you already kind of have like a weaker foundation, mm-hmm, it's sure. easy to get discombobulated. Yeah. And I think that I found my enoughness and my power in the same exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these coping skills and all this weird stuff. It's It was literally the same thing of like, am I going to be loved? Am I going to be liked? Like, is this okay? Right? Like it's the human condition to want to be accepted loved heard and seen right and and when those things don't happen we tend to project it onto someone else and make them feel unseen unheard unloved un you know unwelcome and it's such an interesting lens it's like a filter that we put Mm -hmm. on and then we walk through the world like that and it's like, what would happen if we found our power in ourselves and stepped into a space and said, I belong where I am and mm-hmm. you can't tell me otherwise. And you like, we are not different. It's just such an interesting concept of like how we really do do that to people. But I think there's a trusting too. Mm-hmm. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. And courage. And courage. Yeah. You can't you can't do any of this work without having enough courage and taking that step forward. Uh-huh. What do you yeah. think courage is, Russell? How do you courage is, is you the think? willingness and the ability to take a step in the direction that you're afraid of going? Okay. Mm, okay. Courage and the willingness to take to take a step in the willing in the direction in which you're afraid of going. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You think you're going to screw it up. You think you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. And I'm going to take that action and I'm going to do that anyway and trust in myself enough and know that whatever happens when I do take that step, I'll be able to deal with whatever happens. And then I'll take the next step and then the next step and the next step. That's Did you what ever courage not have courage? Is. Did I ever not have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Certain things. Yeah. How did you yeah. find it? Uh, I used to go to this personal trainer. He uh, had me working out and I, I had been with him for a couple of years. And he said, we're going to do this, this exercise where I had to take a, a barbell, you know, and do clean and presses. And it was like a hundred pounds. And I had to do that 10 wow. times. And then he had a sled that you had to push and run across the parking lot and run it back. And that would count as one rep. So I had to do 10 clean impresses, run the sled, come back, 10 clean impresses, run, do that 10 times. That counted as one set. And so I knew I couldn't do that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I knew I couldn't do that. He goes, I don't care how fast you go. I just want you to do it without stopping. And I laughed and I said, yeah, okay, sure. So we started and I went and he was like, yes, that's it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. And I finished the first set of of 100 clean impresses and running this sled across the parking lot and back. And I'm laying on the ground trying to catch my breath because I can feel my heart (laughs) through my chest. 
And he goes, okay, that counts as one set. And I'm like, what? Yeah, we're going to do three sets. (laughs) And I knew, I knew right then. I said, well, there is absolutely physically no way that I can do that. And so I came back, he comes back in a few minutes and we did it again. And Mm -hmm. I did it without stopping. And I can literally feel my heart pounding through my chest as I'm laying on the concrete in the parking lot. And he goes, all right, good. We got one more set. Take a minute or maybe five as he's looking at me. He says, well, we'll get started. <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there and I thought, you know, there's no freaking way I can do this, but fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and start it and just get it on. So I got up and I started doing it. And he came out and he's like, that's what I want to see. Self-motivation at starting. And I, I did it and it was slow as molasses, but I had finished all three sets without stopping. And it's not because I'm such a physical specimen, though. You might, oh, 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 you know, it's not because of that, because I got guns or anything. It's <laughs> I did it without stopping and I shocked myself. He was all happy. He's like, oh, high five, high five. And he goes, that was awesome. And I said, yeah. And he goes, what's wrong? And I said, I'm depressed. He goes, why are you depressed? You just did something that was amazing. I said, that's why I'm depressed. I did something right now that I knew I couldn't do, but yet I did it. So where else in my life have I not even attempted something because I knew I couldn't do it? I had not gone up to that girl at the bar because, you know, she ain't going to like me. I'm a troll. Where else have I <laughs> have I held myself back because I didn't believe in myself? And that, that was the moment right there. I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I was at Long Beach. So one of these models for Sassoon. Oh, my God. She was good looking. I walked up to her <laughs> and made the biggest fool of myself. She just walked away. And I said. Good for you. Good for you going and doing it. Good for you. Good for for you. Yeah. She's like, I got to go to the bathroom and just walked away. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. So that's what was my turning point was doing that. And it's funny because, you know, you don't get deep at the gym, you know, but I got deep at the gym. You know, I think hair is one of those things. If we can open our mind, right. And we can say, okay, I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to do the thing that's uncomfortable for me, whether it's a different texture, whether it's a different style, whether it's a different color application, whatever it may be. The coolest thing I think about our industry, and I know, I just know, Alicia, that you can uh, attest to this is like, if we do that and we push that envelope, we get those chances. Oh, for sure. But how many of us don't do that? So many, so many don't do it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I think that's probably half of what I was doing. It kind of was, well, I have no boundaries anyway. Like I walked in without any kind of boxes because I was already outside of the box. So for me, everything else was just a plus. Like I felt like that I completely 1000% agree with you, Presley. Like it was, that's where I find a lot of my most creative, like just mind blowing moments is when I step out of my comfort zone, but I've always been out of my comfort zone. (laughs) So You know, it's just, it's more so settling in and being one with being outside of your comfort zone because people want to try to make you feel bad about living outside of that space, you know? And I think that's where it comes from more. It's more, that's, at least that's the side of the coin that I speak to is like, it's more about people trying to project like, but you're not, there's no label or like box around you. Like, are you supposed to be here? And it's like, well, 
it. I mean, here I am. I think so. Yeah, it's kind of kind of speaking back or circling to that lens that you were talking about earlier. It's like when you're walking through life and your lens is clear, there's not a stain on it. You constantly have people trying to come and like throw something on your lens, like Absolutely. trying to dirty up your lens. You know what yep. I mean? And it's like you know, constantly. Yeah, I, know, I, I call that trying to take power. Yes. From. So interestingly, totally. like I went through that. I mean, I've gone, I just go through it all the time. Like the moments of courage, right? Of like, well, fuck it. Here we go. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to walk into the fire because we'll see what happens. I feel like it's walking right. holes for a living. <laughs> and yeah. I think when we talked about like being uncomfortable and being in the box, like we're asking someone who has this specific, I think it's almost kind of a superpower mm-hmm. to not mold yourself to whatever community you're in or environment that you're in and refuse to shave off the sides of your square to fit into that circle. I think that that's a superpower, but I think like when we do that, we're actually giving our power away. When we allow people to step into our space and say, I am going to attest to your character and tell you who you are based on whatever curated information you may have given me or to fill in the holes of the curated information or based on what you look like or based Mm -hmm. on work or what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. It's like, and you go, okay. Or that like imposter syndrome is to Mm -hmm. give that power away. Mm -hmm. And like, Russell, you're talking firsthand about what it's like to say, no, I'm going to stay in my power Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do the thing even though it's the hardest thing, because most of us just tend to run on autopilot and just say, okay, I'm just going to stay neutral or I'm going to do this. Or I'm just going to do highlights for 40 years. Right. Touch other people for pivoting and shifting and pendulum swinging in their career because watching other people evolve makes us uncomfortable because it sparks like this, you know, fear of the change that we're not experiencing or the knowing that we're not taking our own chances in life. Mm-hmm. It, it could be resentment as well is if Probably. I was a square and I shaved off my corners and now I'm a circle and I see you as a square saying, nah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I could be a little resentful for that. Yep. It's, yeah. I think, I think the more that people in general show up authentically themselves, the people mm-hmm. that are not able to show up authentically in their own lives tend to come out and try to attack. So the more authentic of a person you are, especially online, and you see it in everything that happens online, not just our industry, but the more that you show up, the more that they come out of the woodworks to try to bring you back down. And I think it's, I think it's so important that kind of going back to, to what uh, we were talking about in the beginning of knowing ourselves and being there for ourselves and being authentic for ourselves will help in that cycle that tends to happen of I'm going to show up authentically for myself. That way I can push out all of like, you know, hater shades on like, you know, I can't see the haters out there because I'm, I'm here for me. And, you know, it's like learning that cycle and stuff because there are those people that fit themselves into that round peg for other people and are going to be really upset about it. And they're going to try to come after other people who are showing up authentically in it. Like Russell said, it's going to piss them off, but you have to be Mm -hmm. able, the more you show up for yourselves, the more you're going to be able to block that out. Tell me about something, Alicia, um, emotional boundaries. 
It's like we talk a lot about boundaries of like, I'm not going to do this process or I'm not going to work with this people or I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to allow you, I'm not going to allow myself to do that in that space or you can't take that from me. But we don't talk about like emotional boundaries, like what you're Mm. saying. It's like online, like someone said that to me and they were just like, yeah, like you have to put up really strong emotional boundaries. And I was like, oh, that's our thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And now it's like, so I had a thought the other day. I was like, okay, a bad review is a new policy, right? So someone goes, you didn't do this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's a policy of like, now I need to implement this as a policy to let you know where I stand because that's something that I didn't state and you didn't know it. And now you're mad at me. That's a Mm -hmm. fill in the blank assumption, right? You shouldn't, you could have asked me, but you didn't use it, right? So then the other thing was like a hater comment, check this shit, you guys. Okay, so a (laughs) hater's comment is actually our idea book check it yeah someone goes right i was like oh my god dude yes like yes i got bullied and like all this shit and i gave my power away for like and then i was like oh my god i walked away from the situation i was like i feel so whole in myself i feel so more so much more connected to who i am my belief system like i know who i am i like when i mess up but then i thought all the people who go, you can't cut curly hair. You can't do this. You're a vivid specialist. Balayage is your thing. Whatever it may be, you're wrong for this. I go, oh, that's actually an invitation and a little like post it that you just gave me an idea and now I'm going to run with it. Like that part. Yeah. That part. I was like, oh my God. Like when someone said, you can't do this, you're capitalizing on this, or you don't have this. And I thought, oh my God, thank you. Because you actually just gave me the idea now to integrate both so that I could do that and continue blurring this line. It's literally like haters got to see, but if we look at it like a roadmap, then you guys, we could just make octagons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Let's go. I you know? you. Like, yes. You think about hair, Alicia, how you talk about um, the fabric of hair. To me, that's the octagon, right? It's saying yeah. like, let's not shave the sides. Let's just like put all that shit in a big fabric box that we all have like this knowing of uh-huh. and this like relativity to. And then we can all pull from the same fabric, yeah. right? I just yeah. think that's so cool. And if anyone tells you that you're not right about it, you, Tom Presley Post, said they can suck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. You're absolutely right. I'll take the prize. You, you and me, we both said you can suck it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it is the roadmap. I've always heard, like, a lot of times, if you ever want to know who you are, like, knowing what your superpowers are, a lot of times your haters see it before you do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they see what you're so good at before you even see it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, usually just going through life. Like, I'm just usually doing my own thing. And then you're like, wait, oh, so you... You see that? I guess I am good at it. Thank Uh you. Thank you for letting me know. I had no idea. Like wrapping a hate comment up as a, with a positive bow for some reason, just like really doesn't do it for me because I'm such a straightforward person, but giving me an idea board with your hateful comments, I'm like, oh, I just strip away the negative words and then go to like the actual kind of core of it. And I'm like, oh. Like someone said, that's going to look like shit blown out. You can't do that to curly hair. And I was like, 
Okay. Guess what my next post was? Half blown out, <laughs> half curly. Yes. <laughs> the idea hater. Yes. Exactly. Out, right. Yes. I was like, dude, actually, I was like, this is awesome. It's like an idea board. You're, like, you're, like, you're helping me create it all. And I'm like, winning. Like, and everyone was like, oh my God, thank you so much for doing this. Like, that's so cool. I always get confused whether I want to wear my hair like this or like that. So it's like, I styled my curly girl with like very, very, very little product, right? Same thing, a little leave-in conditioner, <laughs> tiny bit of cream. And after we did it, we just blew out the other side. And I was like, I can either rinse it or whatever, or we could just blow it out. And she's like, okay, we'll just blow out the other side. And then people were just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I always wonder. And I'm like, yeah. Thank you. You know, like, thanks, haters, for helping me create my content. <laughs> Thank you. Literally. It's like, print this out, you guys. We're going to, like, just yeah. make a recipe book, right, of, like, how to be successful by yeah. following the hater aid. Yes, exactly. I feel like we got this in the bag, Alicia. <laughs> we do. We do. I told you that. We do. I feel we like are... it's important to remember, too, again, like I said it earlier, but, like, hurt people hurt people. And I think we always just need to keep that in the back of our minds that when somebody is coming, coming for us in general, whether it's online or in person or in any aspect of our life, that they, there is something going on with them as well. And it isn't always about us. And I think when we are feeling really attacked or hurt or even self-sabotaging ourselves. I think it's important to be able to take that step back and kind of take a look at the overall picture. And that way we don't end up hurting ourselves or we don't end up turning around and hurting somebody else. So on that note, thank you guys for coming on and and listening to my therapy session and helping me grow as a person. (laughs) I really appreciate that. (laughs) And And, uh, so please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple, Mu- uh, uh, Amazon Music. Yes, let me get that right. Leave <laughs> us a review and let us know what you'd like to see in the future. I am your co-host, Russell Mays, with our host, Annie MacArthur. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and we will see you Thank next you. time. Bye. 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 Bye.